Hey everyone, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S and Kuro Usagi. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 27 of Anime Jam Session. I'm DJ Ranma S. And I'm DJ Kuro Usagi. Wait, what? I'm DJ Kuro Usagi. Since when did you become a DJ, Kuro? Now? Can I what? be a DJ now? Wait, what? Are you, are you serious? No, not really. <sighs> what am I going to do with you, Kudo? Do what you always do. Just leave me alone and not, like, give me shots and give me carrots. Why should I give you carrots? Because you're trying to be a DJ now? No, because I said so. Oh, you're a dominant little bunny, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm glad you noticed. That's why I'm taking, that's why I'm taking you back to the animal shelter. Then nobody would like you anymore. That's what you think. No, that's what I know. <sighs> So what you got there for us, Mr. Ranma S? I shouldn't even say anything to you after what you just said. You got some nerve, right? I, I don't have any nerve. Besides, it's not actually for me you're doing it for. You're doing it for everybody else. I suppose so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to do things a little bit different. We're always different, but I guess this is an exception. Again. Yeah. And besides, people like how we run the show, so why not, you know? Yeah, you're right. See, there you go. So, um, there are no news on this one. We're going to have an interview from first season of Anime Jam Session that when I took down the old podcast, that never carried over. So we got a request, so that's going to be on there. So Yay. That's, that's, pre- that's pretty cool stuff. Um, some fan mail. And I think I got a couple of reviews off of iTunes. I got to fire that up and find it around there somewhere. Some more? Yeah, I believe so. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, we'll put on a couple of tracks and we'll be back in just a bit.
Yo, let's get move.
Hey, Kuro, guess what? What? We have email. Do we now? Where do we get the email from? From our loyal and devoted awesome fans. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's hear it. What do you oh. got there? Okay, one of them is from one of our... I would say she's our number two fan, but our number one female fan. We have a number two? We have number one? That would be Alpha Kananogram. <coughs> I'm trying to remember this. I know this. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I do. There you go. So here it is. Hi, Kuro Yosagi DJ Ron S. I'm Rai. Pronounce. Oh, wait, I'm Ray. I'm sorry. I, pr- I mispronounced your name. I'm sorry. You I'm did sorry. that on purpose. No, really. I made honest mistake. I'm Ray. Pronounce Ray for reasons too long to explain. The one whom Kuro Yosagi met at Anime Next, NYAF, and even at the Death Note movie. We kept on bumping into each other. Definitely not a bad thing, hugs. I wasn't sure Kuro was referring to me on the show until she mentioned the purple dress cosplay wore at NYAF. I was Tomoyo Hime from series Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles. I'm honored for you to have me mentioned on your podcast. Unfortunately, I won't be bumping into you this year since I'm currently in Japan and will be for the next year or two. I received an alt position and I'm looking forward to my new job which starts in April along with the new school year. It's great to hear that you're learning Chinese and Japanese, Kuro. Your Japanese must be coming along faster than mine since you're learning it formally and I'm learning it as I go along. I also enjoy listening to you guys since you have a unique take on the news you report along with the interesting comments and opinions. Convention news are also a delight to listen to, especially this year since I'm not able to attend any East Coast cons I go to. I also love the music since there are some new songs mixed in with those I haven't heard in a long time. It's always a nice surprise to hear what comes up next. Just a suggestion. I was wondering if you can include a playlist on the site of what songs you play during your breaks. Perhaps you can put through the podcast airs. There were several times when I wondered what the music was and I looked all over for them. Of course, you don't have to post anything you don't want to. I can always contact you directly if there's a song title I can't find. On another note, Ranma, you shouldn't tease Kurosagi so much. All those hammerspate mallets and slaps can't be good for her. Perhaps that's why she is sick all the time. Lol, Kuro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Quiet, you. Yeah. Lol, Kuro. I don't like tasting medicine either, which is why I take them in pill form. When I get a fever, it gets really serious, so I can't go without medicine. I'm not as strong as you. Smiley. Chasing medicine now with green tea is good, especially if it's green tea ice cream. Or that green tea chocolate mm. I just had. Mmm, yummy. Green tea chocolate? I'm yeah. going to try some of that. Mmm, yummy. Feel better, Kuro. Keep up the great work, you guys. I look forward to the next podcast. Jane Rai. I mean, Ray. Stop, stop. 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 I'm sorry. All right. I, I, in the Rai. I got it. But I did email Rai back. And did you email her back, too? Riley. I did. Awesome. Well, as to about the songs in the in the podcast, I've been saying I want to create like a separate site page on the site lists all the songs. That's going to be part of the, the launch of AnimeJamSession.com. Yeah, we're just really slow, especially me since I'm in school. But I'll be out in two months, so yay! Yeah, okay. and maybe next week I can start working on the video footage. But anywho, you know... Right. Thanks for the email. So we'll definitely take this all into consideration. I definitely want to put up all the songs on, on a separate section on the site so people know what where the tracks are. And perhaps if I have time, if my coding is good enough, links to like Amazon or iTunes or whatever, where you can just pay a nominal fee and download the track. Something like that. We'll see what happens when that comes along. 
And it's also she received an ALT position because that's the third person that I know that's actually teaching in Japan, which is a pretty awesome thing. That is pretty cool. Isn't that the one we spoke to the last time? Uh, no, that will be Jasmine. Oh. So, Ray, whenever you get a chance, if you want to come on the show, just drop me a line at um, AnimeJamSession at gmail.com or if you see me on... Um, Skype, just give me a buzz. I'm DJ Ron Mess on Skype. So tell us your experiences. We want to know. <laughs> wow. No, we really do. Mm, I, I, I know. I I think that's a, that's something I want to add to that. You know, like we always talk about anime and cosplay, but it's also cool to hear from people that are in Japan that more likely see and experience it more than we do, and the take. The yeah, how- fact that um, perhaps things that people once believed can be true or maybe not as true as they thought. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, definitely. Now, we have another email here from, from Naomi Harugeshe. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I choked on you that. You totally accident. butchered the girl's name. Let's I'm sorry. Think. That was an accident. From now on, we are now going to just give people by their first names, and I'm pretty sure... Once he starts reading the letters, you'll know exactly who you are. So it's yeah. cool. So this is so from, no more last names. This is from Naomi H. Hi, hello, this is your new friend Naomi. Please refer to me as so, and I will. I live in Austin, Texas, and I'm hooked on your podcast. However, I feel that my dearest and most awesome friend Kuro-chan is sick too much. So here's for the future. Get well soon. <laughs> oh wow. I feel so bad now. Everyone knows I'm sick. Of course, that was definitely not something that was hidden. It happened, so, you know. Um, it's mostly the sickness thing that's been going on. It's mostly, um, because of the fact that I started school and I'm just dealing with so many things. Mm -hmm. And then, unfortunately, at my job, there's no, uh, circulation of actual clean air, but all the bad air that's in there. So sometimes I do get sick because of work, and if I just, if I don't take a minute to rest, which is why, um, things have been getting a little bit better for me, and school will be ending, like I said, in two months, so I'm pretty sure you'll hear more of me than what you're hearing if Ranma S isn't busy either. Yeah, definitely. She also goes, I must say that I am the biggest fan of your podcast ever. Uh Uh-oh. But I feel that a few articles lack clarity. I'm like the Naruto sandbox thing. Also in the first episode, second season, that's right, I'm a dinosaur. You said that you had an interview with Monica Real. I didn't even hear it. I love Monica Real in Moonface, so I was disappointed in that. And I feel like I'm such a bad fan that I've never been to a convention before. But this year, me and Kira and Malholm and Shin and Arya and Ichigo and Sunako and Kiki plan to go. I have $110 on me right now for convention spending at least. I want to know what the average cost of a ticket to Akon with me if you have that. And how much I bring to spend in the dealer's room. Love, 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 love your podcast so much. Can you please send Naomi some cosplay pictures? Naomi H. Oh yeah, more cosplay. Mm-hmm. You know what? With the update of my website, I actually... 
I kind of did a little bit of a change on it, but I haven't really added too much stuff yet because, once again, I hate mm. school. Oh, mm-hmm. but school is so good for you, so don't listen to me when I say that. <laughs> anyway, I do have a cosplay um, on my MySpace. I do have a MySpace account where all my cosplay images are. It is, if you have a MySpace, you can go to myspace.com um, forward slash kudo usagi dot, then that's spelled D-O-T and com. So you can check it out there. Um, all I can say is that my site will probably be up and running at the latest. Probably it'll start to pick up at the end of my school semester, which is probably next month. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to make it a shorter time like that. But due to exams, I don't think I don't think time is working with me here. So yeah. I but, wouldn't worry too much, though. Yeah, but you know what? I do appreciate everyone ask, you know, telling me to get well, and I am kind of embarrassed to say, like I said, I didn't really think how noticeable how sick I was, but yeah, I'm uh, kudos gonna work on that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. otherwise, Ron S will euthanize me somehow. No, I don't think the fans will allow me to euthanize you. They will probably send like another body for me to transplant you into. Or you'll probably use some tranquilizers. Either way. Mm, pretty much. I see myself knocking mm-hmm. out for some time. Okay, let's get to the to the meat and potatoes of this email. So, remember when we talked about the whole the kid that stuck his head in the nar- in the sandbox? Yeah. Yeah, that's what she was talking about. I guess we didn't fully discuss what the issue was. We were pretty much discussing how kids will see stuff on TV and do it themselves. That's what we were pretty much were talking about. Um, as for the Monica Rial uh, interview, that's going to be on this episode. I believe I had put it on the first ep- first season, but I'm going to put it on here again because I know we have a lot of newcomers who um, who may have mentioned that we. I had did a group joint interview with her with um, Cost Clips and Otaku Life Magazine back at Anime Next in I think '07. So yeah, so that's going to be on this episode here. Um, information on passes for Acon can be at acon.com. There's a dash between the A and the con. All the information is there. So Naomi, pre-reg, pre-reg is your friend. That means. <laughs> You get your ticket before everybody else, and you can save as much as 25 bucks on your ticket. Now, make sure when you're at this con, you have enough money for food. Because I know people who go to cons and buy so much stuff, they have no money left over for food, and they're begging others to eat, you know? So don't do that. And when you go in Friday, just inhale the, the dealer's room. See what they have. Don't buy anything right away unless you feel for a fact that if you, if you don't buy it then... You will not get your hands on it. So other than that, wait till Saturday or Sunday. Enjoy it, you know? And just so you know, the anime DVDs will always be there. You might want to get, like, cool trinkets and keychains and pins and stuff because that stuff tends to change a lot. And also, check Artist Alley. You will find a lot of great stuff, original original designs, artworks, a lot of cool stuff you will not see in the dealer's room there. That stuff will would be like a third of the cost because you're paying directly to whoever's at that table. And who knows? They might be able to do like some cool stuff for you in the, ter- in the long run. Um, I say like my thing is that if you wait on the last day, sometimes they do drop down the prices. Yeah. Well. It depends. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm trying to find this 
card here because there's this one woman I see at all the cons I go to lately. Like I saw her at Kineticon where I first started. Here we go. Uh, Ghostfire.net. She has these awesome anime style pins. You know the pins you see on my um, Champloo bag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, though, that's her. I saw her at Kineticon. I believe I saw her at Otacon. I believe I also saw her at. Um, I'm going to take care of that. At Zenkai Con, New York Anime Fest. I think she was at Comic Con, but I wasn't sure. But she's awesome. I love her pins. And I try to... I've, I've, I even saw her at NecoCon. I ran to these, a Sailor Moon and a Sailor Venus cosplayer there I was hanging out with, and I bought them each their own pins. i got to get in touch with them. They're cool people to hang out with. Oh. And that's all the email that we have. So to Ray and Naomi, thanks for the email. So don't be a stranger. Always write back. Let us know what you think, suggestions, Options, whatever, you know? If there's any articles you think we should check out or something we should talk about, just send it our way. We'll definitely t- keep it in mind and do what we got to do with it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so arigato. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. And um, we also have reviews off of iTunes as well. This one is really old, so from, let's see, this is from Inanimatronic Bonrod. The hosts are charismatic and the show is fun to listen to. Definitely worth checking out. He pretty much described how I wanted to run the podcast, which I'm pretty happy about. And from Mew Pudding in the Flesh, she goes, definitely check this one out. It's funny and informative and brings a new face to anime and podcasting. Keep up the good work, Kurdo and Ranma. Cut down on the bleep. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at our list. I think I've marked like only two episodes as explicit, but I sh- I will do my absolute best to cut down on my cursing. So that that I promise you, I will definitely cut down on as much cursing as I can. One of my friends who runs Under Sedation Live podcast, he no longer says the f dash 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 word, or at least he tries not to around his kids. He says frack from Battlestar Galactica, which I'm starting to do myself. Maybe it's a good thing. All right, now let's close out of iTunes, and right now we're going to put on a couple of songs for you, then we're going to drop the Monica Real interview, so we'll be back. All right, uh, I just started watching Dragon Ball movie clips because they actually put it on on MTV. I wish they didn't say this. It says, Goku uses his newfound powers to impress the girl of his dreams. That sounds so retarded. I know Goku's in school and everything, but I wish I wish they didn't do it like that. <laughs> ま、
Yes, I will. I will. I will plug whatever. I I know. I had a Red Bull this morning. Actually, it's already wearing off. I'm like, eh. You gotta try something like Monster or something. No, I don't drink that stuff. No, that stuff tastes horrible. And see, Monster Monster doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't. No, nor does Rock Rockstar. Is made by Michael Savage's grandson, so I won't touch that stuff. He's a conservative talk show host, so I oh, who, yeah, I know you're yeah about. and so I won't drink his son's stuff because he bashes gays. I don't support that. I'm not down. I'm not down with the rock star. Plus, it tastes like alligator piss. How would you Allig know alligator? Oh, you don't want to know how I know that. Too many Florida conventions. That's how they make their mojitos there. <laughs> We can talk about the worst mojitos in the country that we have. I don't know that they're the worst in the country. I'm sure well, somebody has a worst. They were good. The worst one I've it was like Listerine and lizard spit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, 
thought Houlihan's was bad. No, that's, that's what, what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. Cool. I heard you're talking about Florida. No. no, those are. I don't know which Houlihan's you go to. Really? Yeah. Don't get a mojito at this one over here, because, uh, boo. It's like the guy went, take some Listerine, rum. And a little bit of Sprite. <laughs> See, you should have came to my room party. We were mixing it up the wazoo last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. What did we do? Oh, we did nothing last night. We went to New York. We, we went we to New York. Oh, what part? Where in New York did we go? <laughs> NoHo, SoHo, Chinatown. The Village. The East the, or West? Uh, both. both. We just drove around a lot. And well, no, we walked around. <laughs> we did um, walk around. And then we drove around, and then we started screaming at everyone that we were. <laughs> we're from to, Texas. And remember the Alamo, and like, it was oh, great. Yeah, yeah. You must have gone down there at least to Houston Street. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were all up and down Houston, and we were we were trying to make people think we were the ignorant Texans because I'd roll down the window and be like, How do I get to Wicked? <laughs> Where's Les Miserables? No one on Levis. Where's Sing the Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I know closed like a year and a half ago, and this guy actually tried to point me to Sing Mike? Maybe that's what he thought I meant. I'm like, where's Sing the Maybe he's like, where's Yeah, now they're playing down their condos. Yeah, of course. That's where we were mainly was the Bowery. We were we were all up, all up in the Bowery. Was Bobby Bowery was right around the corner from CBGB, where CBGB used to be. Right. Aww. That would have been fun to go to. Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your mojitos. <laughs> Gonna eat some Fritos. Nope. No, nope. I didn't like Fritos. Frito pie. That's a Texan thing. That's Frito. Wait, what? You open a bag of Fritos and pour chili in it and you eat? With cheese on top, it's gross. Cheese. I think George Bush invented it. Yeah. We're going to get those terrorists. <laughs> now watch this drive. <laughs> I hate, ooh, I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. That's, that's horribly disgusting. Yeah, it is. Back when I ate meat, I, I, had a, I used to have it every meat night. Oh, stop it. We were in the Bowery. The bowels of the Bowery. The of the Bowery. James Cooling Island is just Texas, isn't it? Well, our James. Do y'all have Do y'all have a chain called James Coney Island up here? In the no, we have the real deal. You have the real one. Yeah, you have the real Coney Island. Yeah. James Coney Island is this hot dog establishment that is all throughout the Southwest. Because they have Frito pie. So right. That we can't have, be uh, what's called papaya. Okay. We saw that the papaya, papaya dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's great papaya, papaya dog, whole lot actually, of places. Hmm. Are we ready? So there actually is papaya associated with papaya yeah. dog. We thought they were just like... So that was a catchy name. Papa dog, Joe. Papaya dog. Okay, wait, wait. Is everyone ready? Is anyone not set up? Okay, everyone's ready. And can everyone just get where they are so can make sure... Get where you are, Monica. <laughs> 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 Kiss it. Make it better. Fix it. What are you doing? Here, squeeze. No, I'm not gonna make it better. I wanna pull your finger. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. Just a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh baby. Oh, oh. oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Fix it, fix it, fix it! Oh, oh it's like the days in Flatbush. Oh my god. Okay, that's good enough. It was just like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. 
Flatbush looks just like where Archie Bunker lives. It does. It's Brooklyn. It's where the. It's Brooklyn. I spent a few nights in Flatbush, and it looks exactly like. Those were the days, and you knew who you were. Then. It's early. It is early. Well, not really. It's just early for us because we were up till four. No, you were. Yeah, let's go. Rock okay, it, so rock so it what out. What we would like to do is we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to the camera. Oh, go. I'm first? Yeah. Hi, I'm Chris Patton. And um, do I have to say who I am and what I do and everything? Or um, what What all do you want? I'm a voice actor for um, who I consider myself to be the greatest pop culture philosopher of the 23rd century. Which means that's when I'll actually be discovered as such. <laughs> right now, I'm just a voice actor, um, and and uh, I'm, uh, I work for ADV Films, and I used to work for Funimation Entertainment, and um, I work for a couple of other places too. I'm f we're freelance, is what it comes down to, and we free work agents. free agents, and we work where we can get the work. I do other things too, but I'm sure we'll get to that in the course of the interview. And now, um, Monica Rial. Hi. Hi. I'm looking at that camera. <laughs> like, where am I looking? I'm I hope so, because that's the one I was looking at the whole time. I'm Monica Rial, and I'm voice actress for Ed V and Funimation. And it's early, and I haven't had coffee yet. It is, it's not so early, but it feels very early, because we were driving around Manhattan last night, talking about how we were from Texas, and remember the Alamo and stuff. And we're almost running into taxis. And potholes. Oh, oh, do the CBGBs thing again. Oh, uh, yeah, we were in the Bowery, and so what we were doing was, like, I was rolling down the window, and I was pretending to be the ignorant Texan, even though I used to live in New York, so it was fun to mess with the New Yorkers, because I was like, we're from Texas! How do we get to rent? And I kept saying that kind of stuff, and then we were in the middle of the Bowery, and I was like, where's CBGB's? Knowing damn good and well that it had closed, like, over a year ago, and this guy went... See, now you just told everybody that that was you, so if they... Yes, these you're going to that's that guy, I'm going to kick his butt. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that guy, the Nordic dude leaning out of the car, where's Rent? He oh. was messing with my Pomeranian. <laughs> oh, we saw a Pomeranian named Terry. How do I know his name was Terry? Because I asked. We, it was this awesome. old, 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 like 95-year-old dude was it's walking his... Not that old and very handsome. Oh, he's not going to watch this. <laughs> he was walking to his Pomeranian across the street, and Monica loves yeah, Pomeranians. So I was like, what's the Pomeranian's name? Pomeranian's name. And he goes, Terry. And I'm like, oh, hey, Terry. And then the guy goes, hey. And I'm like, is your name Terry? We decided he was sort of like the Herbert from of the neighborhood, and that he was going to go say, "You want a popsicle? Terry, I'll give you a pop." What? I'm. Mean, are you hearing your voice like coming back at you? It's kind of sexy. I hear this like, ooh, not sexy so much. It's just disconcerting. But oh, 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 look at that. Okay. <laughs> that was last night. Oh, and Thursday night I went into the city with Justin, who you can't see, whom you can't see. And um, I ate at Zen Palette, which is the greatest vegetarian restaurant in the free world. And I saw Spring Awakening, which is the greatest Broadway show that's ever been produced. And, oh, you 2 were there. Threatened to ruin the night because I can't stand you 2 But the show is fantastic either way. And then I came back to the hotel, and then we met up with Monica and Miguel, and we've had a great time on the East Coast. I went shopping. 
Yes, she went shopping and was very successful, I might add. You got some great stuff. Oh, is this one of the purchases? My ensemble. Yeah. You know we have an au bon pain in Houston. I know, I just like One. We used to have a bunch, now we have one. Because Starbucks rules Houston. I know, it's so cool to hate Starbucks, but I love it. No, we have, um, what is the Dunn Brothers and Diedrichs? There's other ones, too. Um, uh, yeah, we have lots of places. <laughs> yeah, Diedrichs is our independent coffee, coffee company. <laughs> I love Dunkin' Donuts. That coffee is amazing. Oh, voice acting? Oh, let's go. Let's talk about it. Rock it out. I love Dunkin' Donuts. Mm. I'll just start firing questions at you. Yes. If you go like, to an audition and you maybe see an animation side, or if you're lucky, maybe a little bit of video, and you don't really know a lot about the character, and then over time, hopefully if you end up voicing the role, you can play the character for 26 episodes, sometimes 400 episodes. Can you talk about how, you, how the character develops over time and how your relationship with the character changes over time? That's a good question. Um, well, I think, first of all, I don't know what it is about being a voice actor, but you learn this skill of looking at either a clip of animation or just a picture of a character and having this dialogue and going, this is what they sound like to me. I don't know where it came from, but this is what this person's going to sound like. And then laying it down, and then hopefully if you get the role, then yeah, you start to, there's this whole kind of creative development where you start figuring out by the way they talk to other people and interact and you put some of yourself in there. It's like making a salad. There's like a little bit of you, a little bit of the director, a little bit of the people around you, and then you just kind of go with the flow. And sometimes it helps to know what's gonna happen at the end of the show, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you're just learning and growing as you go along. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, I think something else that happens as you're going along, it's sort of um, it's sort of part two to what happens when you go into audition. Because like what she said, somehow the, the really proficient and prolific, the voice actors who work the most are the ones that can look at an, at an image and, and know immediately what voice is going to come out when you voice that role. But then something kicks in as you move along and you're working, let's say you're working on 10 other series, at the same, God willing, yeah. um, you're working on like 10 other shows at once. And then people always ask us at panels, how do you remember the voice for, for so-and-so when you're doing all these others? And the, the, the truth is this thing called muscle memory kicks in where all of a sudden um, you go back into this, it, it can have been a month since I voiced like Sosuke, let's say, and I'm like, what, what does he sound like really? I, well, I don't know, but, and you do know the things, you see the picture and all of a sudden you you feel that place in your voice right where he comes from. So you're, you're like, oh yeah, this is right where he sits. And and um, I think that's, that's an important part of the progress you make in a show. Yeah. Also, don't you find that really you don't kind of settle in on a voice till maybe the end of a first volume? Or first episode, if you talk a lot, if you got a character like Razafon, I think we both found those characters by the end of the first ep because we talked so much. But it takes the first volume is always the hardest. Yeah, trying to that's when you're developing the character, and then once you've got the character developed, it's really easy to kind of follow it through the twenty six. You kind of grow with them, um, but a lot of it's just you making the decision to, you know, okay, they give you this rough outline of a character of, of a person and then you just kind of have to figure out how to flesh it out on your own and hope that you've made the right decisions and people don't hate you for it 
I wish I could tell you that. That's that unexplainable element thing. One, I tell people all the time, I'm, I didn't even know I didn't even know that I could do this voice, the Kyoko voice, but I looked at that picture and I went, this is what she's going to sound like. And thankfully they cast me for that because otherwise, yeah, I would have been very embarrassed for making that voice and not actually using it. But yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I guess you just, sometimes it's one of those things where you just see it and you're like, this is what they sound like. Sometimes the director works with you and you throw something out there and you're like, okay, well, a little higher, a little lower, rough it up a little bit. Um, but that initial reaction, I don't know how to explain that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I think that's part of the, that's one of the things that you can't teach it's somebody. It's kind of like improv, you know, you just kind of look and... I, I do it all the time now to like dogs and cats and they're not animate objects. I'm like, you know, that dog would sound like this and... This dog would sound like this, and I don't know why. At least I don't make foley in real life. I do sometimes. Tiffany Grant does that. I know, but it's cute when she yeah. does it. <laughs> because, like, you know, you make all these effort sounds in anime, like, like, <sighs> I want like, to stand up. <sighs> and so Tiffany Grant has said she'll find herself in real life, like, making effort sounds where she wouldn't have before. Like, she'll be like, <sighs> <sighs> And, like, you don't do that in real life, but she does, because she's, she's doing been doing it for so long that, you know... And it looks... Like, if you didn't add those kind of noises to an animation, it would look very flat and seem very dull, but in real life, nobody makes that many reactions to just everyday movement. You know what we do... Do. Do. Said, do, do. <laughs> um, is the huh. Like, in real... I guess in real life, I don't notice other people going, huh? Like, when you go, hey! Oh, huh? yeah. Huh? But we say, huh, a, a lot. I, think I do that that one that for some reason my characters are always like, <gasps> and like oh, I yeah, do that yeah. all the time in real life and I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, I'm guess. sure people think I'm over dramatic which is the case but <laughs> next <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Paul Abdul on a four day press junket like, what's going on this story is great what Monica yeah um, between like let's say playing. Am I going to end up with feedback now? Between playing Burst Angel, Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Gunslinger Girl, and Noir, you've played a lot of sort of female characters who are in sort of extreme or intense violent situations, but they don't have really a lot of r emotional response to that. How, as an actress, do you still make those kind of characters believable? You know, that, God, you guys have some good questions. Um... That is difficult, and uh, it all kind of started with Noir. That was the first show where I really played one of those, and talk about emotionless, she was the most emotionless until after it was done, and then she's like, I'm a little bit clumped, just a little. Um, it was difficult because every single one of them has a purpose. There's a reason that they're that way. Um, like Joe, the reason that she's that way is because she's protecting someone that she loves desperately. So to me, the whole point was to concentrate on what their motive was for acting that way, um, like what their their reasoning was for for the violence. Not concentrating on the violence as much, because once you start concentrating on the violence, then yeah, those scenes are really cool and you're kicking ass and it's great. But then there's not any depth to the character. So I tried to make it more concentrating on. Um, on the emotions and the and the relationships and stuff, but it is it is still really difficult. And I find that as an actor, but especially as a voice actor, when you're in the booth and you have lines, even though you may be saying something incredibly flat or 
know, I'm going to send you to hell or whatever you're saying. In your head, you have to think about what, what your emotion is at that time and how you're feeling at that time. Because I might be telling you to go to hell, but in my heart, I'm thinking, how could you have hurt my friend? And why did you do this to me? And, and if, I, if I'm thinking then and saying, go to hell, you know, it's just, it, it makes a difference. It makes it sound different. That's subtext, and that's yeah. something you learn as a theater actor. You learn it as a theater actor, but it's so important in voice acting. Cause it's, I think it's more important yeah, in voice acting. Yeah, you don't acting. have the... Uh, you have to rely on the subtext because you don't have the physicality there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love, I love ass-kicking and violence. <laughs> that's my favorite. I have sort of a related question for Chris. Um, you've done something similar in that you've played a lot of I'm going to say that they're sort of heroes, um, but like Sasuke or sort of Nietzsche, and I don't know if they were. Oh, sorry. Source. Yeah, <laughs> lots of people do that. Um, it's okay. Sosuke Sagara. Yes, go ahead. Sosuke. Sosuke, yes. Um, and this sort of also in Gods, you've played yeah. a lot of different characters that are sort of enacting a lot of violence but also kind of dispassionate and so mm -hmm. I guess I turn that same question over to you I, I don't know um, um, what's the question exactly like how how, like, do you, how do you how do you make these characters who go into these intense sort of situations and don't have a whole lot of emotional range mm -hmm. kind of displayed within the medium how do you make them believable to the audience because they are I mean yeah. Or you've um, how strong people's reactions are. It's tough. Um, I'm, uh, I say subtext. Yeah, that's probably where a lot of it comes from. Um, there's also a thing in acting that's called playing the opposites, which is very effective. Um, and playing an opposite is 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 that's a perfect illustration of playing the opposite. Uh, um, well, like a good example would be a. Uh, a celibate monk who's constantly tempted with, with sex, say. But like a, a person who's involved in a very violent situation who handles it in a very mellow fashion is playing an opposite. And I think with like Nishi, for example, well, Sosuke, let's say, he handles violence in almost a deadpan, it's like breathing for him, you know, just because he has military inbred in him. And it's just like, and that's very comedic. Well, with Nishi, it was sort of the dark version of that. Or I think he was... Um, one of these kids who was so uh, uh, warped and um, oh my god, the words are failing me. When you you know when you like if you watched Faces of Death every day, you would become desensitized. <laughs> he was so desensitized to violence that he could commit horrific acts of violence, and it was just you know another brick in the wall to him. It was just did I just quote Pink Floyd? You did. Dear God in heaven, help me. <laughs> it was just uh, it's just another. You know, another thing for him to do is it was a means to an end for him to, to kill somebody or hurt somebody. And um, so I think that's how you make it make it work is by play the extreme opposite. I mean, the only time Nishi got passionate was when he started cutting down everyone verbally. But but when he was when he was so when he was being verbally violent, he was pretty off the hook. But when he was being physically violent, it, I think the more dispassionately you play that, the more effective, you kind of let the animation speak for you. You know, it's like when you're film acting, you let, there's so much that you don't have to do because you're letting the situation speak for you. And the, your job as an actor is pretty much to be still and just give face to the camera. But in voice acting, I think you just, 
Um, it, when you're doing when you're in a situation like that, your goal is to to voice something as subtly as possible, and the bombast of the situation will make it play. Bombast. Am I hogging up all the questions, or should I just keep going? So okay, so um, you both played a very wide variety of characters. Is there a character that you found especially challenging to step into their shoes? Um, I'd say I'd say challenging as far as being as an actress. Kirika from Noir was very difficult because um, speaking of subtext. Uh, she would have very few words, if even lines, in, in, in any given episode. Um, but she had to convey so much. She was this lost little girl and had all these emotions and feelings that had to be conveyed in an uh-huh. So I had to learn how to say uh-huh with like 28 different emotions. And it was really challenging. But other than that, I'd say mutes. I play a lot of mutes, which seems like an oxymoron. You were playing an opposite. Yeah. Oh. That was diff those are always difficult, a little more difficult, because you have to find out why why they're a mute, and then you have to figure out how they're going to communicate without sounding like you're making fun of people. Because you know, the last thing I want is for somebody to to watch that's actually you know has that problem, and I don't want them to think I'm making fun of them. You want it to be heartfelt or realistic and not silly, so that's difficult. You? It's funny because uh, Nishi in Gantz is, is, has been one of the more difficult ones and it took me a while to realize why and by the time Nishi, uh, Nishi's character reached his sort of tragic ending, um, I had was, I was, uh, I'd been writing Gantz at that point and I, I surrendered that job to somebody else because the show was making me sort of nauseous and and I felt really kind of emotionally sick from it and um, I didn't really understand what was going on and playing Nishi had been really challenging um, not vocally but just emotionally and I didn't really understand why and except for that it's very easy I voice a lot of characters that have a lot of that share a lot of things in common with me Nishi didn't and I thought maybe that was it and Chris Ayers actually talked to me one day about because I, I thought it would offend him since he was the lead if I told him how much I really hated Gantz in the end and that I really didn't respect it as a piece of art or anything and I, I really in the end I, I like that it affects people so much and I, I, I can see why people like it but I personally despise Gantz <laughs> and I do and, and, um, and yet I respect its fan base and I know it has a huge fan base but he said well I'll tell you he wasn't upset at all he said no I'm I would totally expect you to feel that way because that show, these are his words really, not mine, and I, I mean, I don't fully agree with him, but he said that that show represents everything that I'm not, and that everything has a dark solution, and everything is about revenge and murder and, and, and violence and death, and, and he said it just, it, he swore up and down that that show just was the exact opposite of what I was and who I was, and I mean, I, I don't think, I think everyone has a dark side, but... Certainly, playing that role was really, really trying. So, kind of on the lighter side of things, both of you have made, sort of, worked on shows that have been targeted at a wide variety of audiences. And you've also done work that's, you know, been for kids, especially Monica, uh, voicing Hello Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you approach a show for children differently than you approach a show for adults? Yes, I think the f 
first thing that would be, it's weird because you have the children, the adults, and then you have that weird middle level, you know, where you know, okay, a whole bunch of 13-year-old girls and 50-year-old men are going to watch this one because nobody else is really interested in it. And then you have this one where it's anybody could really watch it and enjoy it, and then there's this one that's kind of getting to the older side. So it's weird because you have all these little different niches that you have to put it in. But um, I think with the kids, the main thing is everything is bigger. Everything is larger. Like you'll notice when you watch a kid's show or a show that's geared towards younger audiences, everybody's really big and there's a lot of energy and we're just, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's almost too much sometimes. Um, and then as you get into the more adult stuff, like with Raw Spawn, everything's kind of a little more understated and we're talking kind of like we are now and not we don't want it to seem like you're watching something that's animated. We want it to seem like you're watching this film or this TV show and it's just two people talking and we just happen to be animated and that's how it goes. Um, and then you somewhere get somewhere in between. And depending on the show too, because if you're doing something like Excel Saga, you're not going to try to go for, you know, hey, let's talk here. No, it's going to be crazy, wacky time. So, but usually I think that's the main difference is that mm -hmm. the energy level and being goofy and silly and making sure, because you have to keep kids' interest. They like to, uh, they like shiny, colorful things, but only for a little while. So you have to keep, you know, how am I going to keep them interested? Um, I think the two extreme examples I would use would be playing Dear Daniel and Hello Kitty uh, versus something like playing Hiroki and Place Promise in our early days, which Hello Kitty is obviously hyper... Kid-friendly and <laughs> hyper-cute. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, Place Promise is hyper-realistic. Almost, it's almost like understated verite style where, I mean, everything... At first, when I went in for my first day of recording on that movie, Stephen Foster couldn't get me to be subtle enough. And I kept bringing it down and bringing it until finally it was really just almost mumbled conversation. That that was understandable. And... and um, I once heard it said that someone asked, do you, <clears throat> do you play comedy differently than you play drama? And I was so happy to finally hear an actor say, yes, of course you do. Because a lot of actors like to pretend that you play it exactly the same, and that's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie. <laughs> you don't play them the same or it wouldn't work. But like this particular actress, she said, well, when you're doing drama, you're painting a picture. When you're doing comedy, you're just painting with slightly brighter colors. And I think that's the same thing. When you're voicing Dear Daniel, you're going to be voicing with different tones and timbres than when you're playing a, a protagonist in a, in a film like Place Promise, which is very somber and adult. Yeah. Yeah. Woot. Woot. So, any Monica specific questions? Please go ahead. First off, Monica, I want to say that I loved your work on Angelic Layer. Oh, It was one of my favorite <laughs> series. I wasn't too sure about the dub, but it really came out good. Oh, you're welcome. We've had a lot of questions about voice acting, but let's kind of share for, for a little bit. What do you like? What do you two like to do for fun? Like, do you like to game, go out, you know, really fun stuff? What do I do for fun? What's fun? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I work a lot. Um, I like to, I like to go out. Um, I like to, I like to, she likes helping me. I like to go shopping. Um, I like to go out to dinner. Houston's like restaurant capital of the world. Hey, no, I can't say that. <laughs> um, 
We like to. Uh, I like to go out to dinner with my friends or bars and just kind of check out the Houston nightlife. And um, I don't really watch movies. I don't really. I just started reading a really good book. So. I sound boring. I sound really boring. I like to go to concerts and like music and stuff like that. That's my main thing. Um, I don't have a lot of time to go out. That's the thing that sucks. That's why I go to conventions. That's where I have my fun. Because otherwise I'm writing. Mm-hmm. How about you? What do you do for um, I mean, I, I, I'm the same way as far as I'm working a lot. But yeah, I mean, I love to, uh, I love to read. Oh my God, I like to go to live shows too. If I, when I have the money and time, I like to go to shows. Um, I, I, I love. Uh, I haven't gotten to do it in like the past year, but I love riding roller coasters. It's a big, 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 big escapist thing for me, and uh, I, I love doing that. Um, I like traveling now. I mean, I when traveling. you go to this this many cons, you start to really realize how fun and what a luxury traveling is and all the different cities and, and, and things you get to see. Um, and, I mean, that's when I'm not working. Uh, that's the stuff I like to do. And there's not a lot of downtime, but but I'll either be reading, listening to music at a show or, or riding a roller coaster, hanging with my yes. friends, eating hummus. Yes, eating hummus <laughs> at Hungry's Bistro yes. in Texas. <gasps> Good plug, good plug. Now maybe we'll get a free dinner there. Yeah, <laughs> give us dinner. <laughs> <laughs> We're giddy. Mm. So just, uh, I know you wrap up soon, but just before we wrap, um, do you have any advice for maybe younger people in the audience who might want to be voice actors? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, my first thing, and I always say this, my first thing is be an actor. Because that's definitely the most important word in that combination. Um, go out there and do theater, do you know plays, do film. You know, get in your local market and start doing uh, work with an agent. Um, it's it's almost frightening to us how many times people will come up to us and say, "I want to be a voice actor," and we're like, "Okay, well, great. Are, are you acting? Are you doing any theater or anything? No. Do you have any interest in it? No. I'm like." Well, that's then really not... you don't want to be a voice that's actor. Really, you kind of have to be the actor first. Because, I mean, that's the thing, is that most of us were actors, and we just kind of fell into voice acting. Like, we didn't mean to become voice actors. So then if you are aiming on just that little niche of the entertainment industry, then you really need to be an actor first. You know, I would want... I'll say this. You're, you just made me think of this, and mm -hmm. it's never happened. I would once love to have a kid come up to me and say, Hey, how do I get into acting? Yeah. I mean, it baffles me that they shoot for specifically voice acting, which is so niche and and, and so chancy. Sure, but I mean, if we're actors and that's what we do, you're, you're only going to get there by way of being an actor. So, yeah. so ask me how to get into acting, but not voice acting. That's like saying, how do I get into being in B-rated slash horror films? Well, you become an actor, <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then gun for it. But yeah, I, I would know. say definitely it's follow your dreams, but but be an actor first. And there's a couple of things that people need to know. Like uh, you have to live in a city that does dub work. They're not going to fly you in. Uh, you know, you have to kind of be in that area. It, it's not the best paying job in the world, so you've got to have another outlet, whether it's writing or or doing something else creative. Um, also that for every one of, of us, there's like, you know, 200 people that maybe go into ADV once a year. So, I mean, like, there's different, 
realms and stuff. So I like to know, I like people to chase their dreams, but at the same time I want them to be realistic about it. Because I've met a lot of people that have left their home life to move to a place where they do dubbing and then never done any work. And I'm like, please don't do that. Or they get like one line of wall of work and then they never work again. Yeah, and I don't want that to happen to the map vast majority um and we got into it so long ago like before and like now dubs are really popular and everybody's kind of come together even anime is growing in popularity just as a as a whole um but when we started that wasn't the case so it's kind of hard when people ask us how do i get into voice acting i'm like i really don't know now <laughs> it's been almost a decade so i i have no idea what the rules are now but for us it was just kind of a but this, what it all boils down to those is that if you can't act you won't have a career in it, period. I mean, so... And it doesn't matter... That's another thing. It doesn't matter how many funny voices you make because nine times out of ten when you go and audition, that's the last thing they want. They just want to hear your regular speaking voice because they can figure out what you can do from that. Da-da-da! <laughs> Any last questions from Monica? Chris has a couple extra minutes after Monica, but Monica-specific. Well, I have a couple of questions. I'm back to my previous question. You said you like to shop. You went into the city. Any favorite stores you went to? H&M. We don't have an H&M in Houston. And it kills me. And so every time I go to a con, I know I'm getting really emphatic about this. Every time we go to a convention that's in a city that has H&M, I hit up every H&M. I mean, even when I went to Europe to go visit my family, I'm like, hi, Grandma. Okay, where's the H&M? You know, because <laughs> we don't have them. We have Forever 21, but... No offense, people at Forever 21. Uh, you wash their clothes one time and they fall apart. H&M, you buy them. They're inexpensive and they're cute and trendy and, and they last. So, yeah, H&M. And I really wanted to go to the Torina Tarantino store. She has one in Soho and I didn't go. And I love her jewelry and the whole, she does the Hello Kitty sparkly jewel. Oh. But if I had gone in there, I would have spent a lot of money. <laughs> So I avoided it. But yes, H&M. Will an H&M in Houston or just Texas. I'll drive. Jeez. You heard it here. Yes. Um, a question for you, Chris. Um, you oh, said... Monica's specific I'm, question. I'm sorry. Chris has another few that minutes after Monica. Go. This is the last question or last one. If you could each do that one. Any best? Um, going uh, quickly back to um, voice acting, I wanted to ask you specifically about Corral Phantom Memory. How I when I first uh, watched the uh, the first episode for Corral Phantom Memory, I did not realize that it was actually you doing the voice, and I wanted to know um, has has it been difficult to do such uh, low speaking voices? I know we touched vaguely on that um, before. Is it? Is it easy to go from such extremes of high-pitched uh, giggliness and then go down to low voices like uh, Corral and Joe um, you know, in the anime? I'm so glad that I'm finally getting the chance to do the lower voices, and now that they figure out that I can do it, like basically what happened is I did Burst Angel, and that was it was difficult, but it was it was easy because she's very flat, like we talked about earlier. She's not very pitchy; she kind of stays on the one note, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then going from there other people found out hey monica can do this lower register and then i did mabarajo which is a little lower and kind of worked my way through um but corral is interesting because she, it's she's got a heart uh, corral is done by the same people that did razabon and full metal alphabets and so it's kind of about 
relationships. And so it's neat because she's got this real deep, I'm going to kick your butt kind of voice, but at the same time, there's so much going on underneath. I like doing the lower register. Now it seems like I'm doing more of the lower register than I am the cutesy stuff. Like I'm working on Innocent Venus and I'm playing a really low voice sexy girl in that one. And then, so it's kind of neat that it's kind of come full circle. Now I'm not doing as many of the of the cutesy things. It's like I'm kind of doing all the all the crazy low stuff, which is fun. Any good last question for Monica? Or bad ones. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm like. <laughs> what we'll are you doing? Should I ask for a quick question? Oh, no, not at all. No, 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 not at all. You guys have fun with Chris. Yeah. You guys have another 10 minutes with Chris. Mm. Make it work, work, people. Make, Make it work, work, designers.
have some technical problem.
So, Kuro, I told you this episode wouldn't be as bad as the others. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so chances are... Yeah, chances are this will already be on the feed by the time this goes out, so... We're definitely going to be at the uh, cosplay party at the Japan Society tomorrow, or in this case, today. Um, it's from 5.30 to 8.30 Midtown Manhattan. Tickets are limited, so I'll be rushing over there to grab our tickets. Alright, and that will be good. Awesome. And wear Firefox, that's going to be awesome. Oh my god, they're going to be stocked for the rest of the night. I don't know if I want to do that. Eh, I wouldn't worry too much, because Big Brother Ron has got your back. It depends on how the weather is. Okay. Otherwise, I'll probably be in Yasha again, but I'll try to be Firefox because I haven't really wore that costume in some time. Yeah, and I'm going to have like a formal run. I'll just wear my normal tunic with the tie and some slacks and my traditional black sneakers. Alright. And I will be bringing the camcorder, so we'll be doing some some quick filming as we can. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to be on camera again. <laughs> You're photogenic and they will love you on camera. Come on now. You don't want a Kurosaki fan club? Mm, I'm not going to answer that. That means you do want a Kurosaki fan club. I didn't say that. But that's what you're insinuating. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Look, stop putting words in my mouth. I'm not putting any words in your mouth. The, the words are in your mouth right there. You just refuse to let them out. No, it's not. <laughs> but anywho, check us out on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, iTunes. Um, I have to fix the feed, but the new episodes are up. And our YouTube pages. Now, instead of going over to mine, go check out youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. We're definitely going to start getting some videos up on that site ASAP. And don't forget, you can hear us syndicated on Disingenious Radio, Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I have nothing else to add to that because you say it all the time. Ah! Uh, well, whenever you, want to, if, whenever you want to do the closing role, just let me know and you can do it. Yeah. And don't forget... Yeah. And don't forget, we're also on Twitter, so you can find, you can find me over at... Twitter.com slash DJ Ron S. Hear me talk about wow, cr- my crazy work life, my crazy fu- social life, and talking to other people about anime and stuff. What are you doing? Okay. You're doing something. Kuro? Don't do that. Do You're saying crap as I'm talking. Am I? Yes. Are you sure you're not really like. Is something wrong with you today? No. Because I haven't said anything. You did. I was listening to you. Anywho, check us out on twitter.com slash djronmas and twitter.com slash tigerchickchibi. Who doesn't really update her Twitter much because she still doesn't know how to put it on her live journal. You have to use loudtwitter.com to sync it over. Yeah, but does that mean I have to put code in it at really nope. end? You don't oh. have to put no code in at all. Uh... There's too many Twitters for me to catch up. I'm sorry. Well, you just jump right on. You don't have to read past Twitter. You just jump right in and just keep running. Okay, sure, sure, sure. All right, so I I don't think we'll do an episode next week um, because that will be... Because don't forget, Sunday is Castle Point for me and Icon, which is next weekend. Kudo, are you doing Icon? Kudo has been hearing a lot about Icon, and she does not know where she's going yet. (laughs) 
Well, anywho, since I do have to work that that uh, convention weekend, and I will be getting up at seven o'clock Friday morning for work. Ooh, and if you're not morning, going, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> I'm going, but yeah. the, pretty much there'll be no no episode that week, so that means we when will be. Icon? Um, next weekend, oh. first weekend oh. of April. Me. But don't forget that Sunday we have um Rainy John at Top Tunes. Oh, then guess whose priority is gonna be first? Oh. <laughs> I hear she's going to be at uh, at the karaoke party. Oh right. I mean the, karaoke, oh. the cosplay party. Is she? Yeah. I think I'll just go just for her. Definitely. So definitely check out uh, Rainy China at Top Tunes, um, 53rd Street in Lexington, off of Lexington Avenue, 53rd Street in Midtown Manhattan, first Saturday, first Sunday of every month from five to six. So if you're hearing, if you love anime, you love the songs, you want to hear him sing pretty damn good. She has a wonderful voice. Check her out. Um, we will have video footage of her up soon, and you can check out her blog at rainyrainyrainy.blogspot.com. Totally reading and reading. Uh-huh. Yep, and so that's it for our show. So I'm I'm Ranma, and I'm Kuro. We'll see you next time. Tata, sayonara. Anime Jam Session is a joint production of DJ Rama S, Kuro Usagi, and me, Sailor Flair. No fanboys or fangirls were harmed in this episode. Check us out at DJRanmaS.net and DisingenuousRadio.com. <laughs>